This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And well, today, it's still two women. But not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn. Giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love is all, no need to waste it. You can never tell, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Just fine. Um, It's a lovely day here as we're dealing with it. It's kind of like mediocre, I guess you'd say. It's cloudy and blah, blah, blah. But um, it's spring. Yay. Trees are budding. Yay. I'm happy. I love that. that. You know, I have, Lynn, I have these three big, old, mighty oaks in my yard. Yes. And then I have a maple all the way in the back. And twice last year we talked about this. It was, you know, two of the two big, 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 big limbs fell. And I had to have the guy come over and Joe Wide, look who we talked about. And he was wonderful. But nonetheless, so I look at it bare and I see the big, the openings. And it, it was the most beautifully shaped tree. It was gorgeous. Those mighty oaks every year because they're so old. I look at them and think, when are they not going to produce buds? Because you just get nervous that they're going to completely. And and the other day, the one in the front, more importantly, I didn't see, like, I didn't see any buds. And then yesterday I looked at it and I saw them. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. Because they're gigantic and I love them. And I don't want to have to do, ever have to do anything. So every year I just pray and pray and pray and pray because they're just... They're, if those yeah. trees could talk is what I'm thinking, you know? It, because the other yeah. day, in between my yard and the Saratnik's house, we had are covering my whole back and all down the side. Beautiful, large, lush hemlocks. The whole yard, three two-thirds of the yard were covered mm-hmm. with them. And then we got they got that virus a couple years back. And slowly they were... Meyer would take them down, take them down. Well, there were like eight to nine to ten of them all bare up and except on the top. And they were Mm -hmm. up higher than my house Mm -hmm. or as high as the roof. And Sean, when he was in recently, he's like, Mom, those trees were whipping against. And I said, I know. They're coming down before the awnings go up, blah, blah, blah. Well, Joe Widelick was over here on Monday morning taking all of the rest of my hemlocks down. So they're all gone from that. They had to. And there were, I I was sitting in my back room and I was putting my makeup on and I looked up because I used to see all the birds that would land on the bare tree and they weren't there to do it i'm thinking i hope that birds found somewhere else to go well now we have to worry about the dutch elm because they're the next ones that are being attacked 
Yeah, well, I don't think I have so, that. Yeah, I mean, the entire area that's, that is Lake Wallapalpac is just loaded with hemlock trees. As a matter of fact, hemlock? Name, hemlock, the name of And the, are they gone? Yep. They've all died. It's terrible because they are beautiful. They provide great, they're evergreen. They provide a great coverage. Very sad. Those little damn insects get in there and do a number, don't they? They do indeed. Man, oh man. So, um, but anyway, so those, that's my tree story. But all my tulips all the way up my my driveway, up my walkway to my house are all popping their little heads out. I love it. But they're not blooming yet. No, 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 no. Oh, but they're yeah. all popped up. Okay. You can see. And every day they get greener and fuller. And I just, uh-huh. they're just so love pretty. Beautiful. I love this time of year for that reason. I love yeah. the, the spring, you know, hope springs eternal, so to speak. So mm-hmm. spring springs eternal to me. Is that the right way to say it? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very hopeful in spring. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Well, it was always my mom's favorite, favorite time of the year. She used I to love look it. forward to the spring. Yep. Of course, her birthday was April 28th. Well, so, I mean, she was spring baby and uh-huh. just loved April. I love so it. So I think every time I look at everything popping up all over the place, I think of her because she would be so ecstatic. Yeah. And just to see what you said, you know, to see what's coming up this year. Yes. Whether it's going to be the tulips, the roses, yeah, how, the all daffodils. daffodils. It, I, it's, Loved it. There's nothing like, that's why I love the month of June for flowers and for growth because so many things are blooming and gorgeous. Yes, and then you um, can't breathe. Yeah, I know, but I still love it. I still do. It's just so beautiful. Um, yeah. So, yay, yay, yay. So, what else? Uh, so, what have you been doing the last week or so? Um, well, today, this morning, we had our annual thank you to our sponsor, Walk, for the Hospice of the Sacred Heart Remembrance Walk Breakfast. And... Um, uh, so we, we, it was a very nice turnout, and um, I, that's coming up on September, believe it or not. It's a little early, but no time like the present to talk about it. Uh, September 28th at McDade Park, and believe it or not, Lynn, it's the fourth annual. Yeah, I know. Which it's been great. I, I just can't even believe, because I remember five years ago and diane were like she wanted to do this and we're talking about it and i the planning phase and then to know what it's become is just it's just great so we went from 300 to 600 to a thousand people through the last three years yeah it's incredible because it's it's just all about people it's a mile walk or very no running it's all reflective it's all it's all about remembering your loved ones walking around the pond and the reflection of everyone's in the pond and it's it's at mcdade it's a beautiful place to be and it's this it's the fall so it's gorgeous it's Mm It's it's really a special. There's a, b- a balloon release, which of course biodegradable, and the st- and you. we don't. We also have a string, which is biodegradable, not a ribbon, mm-hmm. on them. So, um, but they are. It's that's it's just such a great day. So, um, we are. I'm now trying to you know get all that, and then the other thing that we're working on, of course, is the camp healing hearts. That this is our third year of doing that as well. So that's the camp we do the arts camp at the Center for Education for Bereaved Children, mm-hmm. um, and that's been beautifully done the last couple of years. So lots of stuff going on. That's good on that end. Yep. And uh, the last of the Broadway theater. That's coming up the end, May 31st, 
June 1st and 2nd, which will be um, Finding Neverland, which oh, is the prequel yeah. to Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. And the next year is the 60th anniversary of Broadway Theater League. Have they revealed what the Not list yet. is? That's still been, it's a little bit still in the planning phases. Hopefully okay. before the next show it'll be announced. But okay. there's a lot going on there. So it's a big year next year. 60 and, years. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Was there uh, the roast for? No, that's, that's Brenda, coming up. That's yes. coming up the 25th. 25th. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So we'll see what happens. It'll be nice to sit in the audience and laugh. Yeah, and see it will be for a change. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so it'll be good. That's good. Did you see anything about the uh, seniors um, Got event? Got talent? Yeah. No. Was was Evie a part of that? She's the MC every year. I mean, oh, she's, I didn't Evie know that. Okay. is flat out hysterical. Yes, she when is. she talks to you, you can't help but laugh at her. Even when right. she's being serious, I want to laugh because <laughs> she oozes with funniness. She just it's just yes, like eats out of her no matter what she she can say the most serious thing and it just her mother Nancy is exactly the same way. Okay. So, um, and last year, of course, you know, I was the MC for her roast. Yes. And I forgot this story that is the bet one of the best stories that her mother, because it's typical Evie, so maybe I'll tell you it fast because it's only a year later. So Evie and her mother, and I might slightly paraphrasing because I don't uh, okay. exactly know everything. I know the punchline though. <laughs> so, and excuse some of the lingo here, but yeah. she and her mom are driving down Oak Street. Um, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it was a very snowy, sl- uh, um, uh, icy kind of stuff out there. So she and her mom are driving. For, she had her window down in her car a little bit because it was keeping it warm for her mother, and she was so she said, and she's driving down Oak Street, and she could hear something. She wasn't sure what was, and she and the, this older gentleman lived near them, and she she said she heard this guy like somebody yelling so she pulls over and it's her neighbor who was had fallen on the um on the ground and he couldn't get up so evie got out of the car and she gets over to him to meet him to help him up and she helps him up and she gets him in the house and she's like come on you got to get out of these pants and stuff he goes oh no she goes look at i live with an old guy just take the pants off and get yourself warm you know laughing about it because he was embarrassed but she was trying to help him so in the meantime she calls 911 so she goes out the door to out to the yard to the her and nancy stayed in the car keeping it warm and she goes out to the door waiting for the ambulance. So she walks out toward the street and she she sees the ambulance and she's sort of waving them down so they get in. Well, the guy in the ambulance in the... Um, uh, the EMT? The, yeah, the EMT, but on the passenger side, yeah. has his window all the way down now, okay? And and and, Evie's, and he says to the, the guy driving, Evie's flagging him down, and Evie's like, yeah, I see a fat ass to ev to the guy we see a fat ass to and evie hears it so he gets out of the car with the ambulance with the guy and he walks into the house and you know they take the guy out and evie tells the guy you know just so you know i heard what you said about me he said she said i'm going to call just so you know i'm evie rafalco mcnulty and uh, i'm the recorder of deeds and i don't usually pull this but i'm calling your boss that was really not nice of you you know i heard you say and it was wise and flu ambulance at the time that's how long mm-hmm. ago it was 
And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And Evie said, no, no, I heard you. Better be more careful about what you say. So Evie's all upset. She, the guy leaves in the ambulance. She gets in the car to Nancy. And Nancy, she's looking at Nancy. And she says, what's wrong? And Evie said, oh, Mom, I'm so upset. And Nancy said, why? She said, I'm out here. Help. Here I am stopping to help our neighbor. It's freezing cold. I'm out here flagging the ambulance down. And I waved my, you know, waving the hands. And the guy didn't know. Yeah, I could hear him. His window was down. And he says to the driver, yeah, we see a fat ass. And she, and Evie's mother looked at her. She goes, well, Evie, you do have a fat ass. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and Evie's like, great, Mom. I'm here for your support. And this, she just goes right <laughs> along with it. Hysterical. Oh hysterical. And Evie lets us tell the story. You know, I said, Evie, I cannot <clears throat> believe I forgot that. I can't well, believe I forgot that. Was her mother there? Where? At the at, roast? At the roast? Yes. And she didn't. <laughs> she, I complete, it was her mother's birthday last oh, year, no. the day of the roast. And I can't believe I, I wanted to tell, because <sighs> she tells that story. And she, when she tells it, it's hysterical, the way she's animated and doing But here she said, here I am, like this is typical my mother. I'm looking for support <laughs> because this idiot just, you know, s said something cruel. And uh, my mother agrees with the guy. Like well. typical. So anyway, it was, it was funny. It was, but I, I said, Evie, I can't believe I forgot it. She goes, oh, that was a good one. Like, <laughs> I love it because she's so self-deprecating that it just makes her even more funny. Yes. <laughs> so. So the roast where she's the That MC. was hysterical last year, though. Her brother, Joe, her brother-in-law, yes. Joe McNulty. It, what, it, seriously, it was, and Father Sika. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, did they film it? Um, usually ECTV does film it, but you have to worry about sometimes with language, so I'm not 100% oh, okay. sure okay. what happened with that. Um, but those roasts can be funny, as you know. Were you at mine? Yeah, sure I was. Okay, making sure you were. Yes, I, I mean, That was a funny was. one, too. We had a blast. That's good. We did have a good one. <laughs> My poor mother, God bless her. Yeah. Uh, and that's where Ann Cadden RN came from. Not really. I mean, that's where they started talking about it more because Nibs, when he was doing it, kept calling my mother Ann RN instead of Ann oh, Cadden RN. Okay. He just kept saying, Ann RN, I see you, you know, because of the coat, you know, going to church with the yes. that thing. And yes. remember I said, Mom, you should know I got it from you. And she's like, oh, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> but anyway, so Brenda's will be funny, too, because she sure. Johnny Harrison is hysterical. Who's he? He is one of her roasters, and he used to bartend for her father and for her oh, before. Okay. He can imitate Brenda and her father like nobody's business. Great. He's hysterical. Great. He did Butchie's roast when they had the roast for Butchie, not through yes. Kiwanis. Um, but the bunch of Dunmore guys do roasts, and mm -hmm. um, Butchie was one of them, and that was so funny. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's going to be a good one. So. Good. 25th of, of April. Where? Uh, at La Bonavita. Okay. Because that's where she works. And it's tickets? Usually, uh, I don't know how you... At Kiwanis, somehow, you can get them at Kiwanis, I guess. I don't know. There's probably a Facebook page yeah, for Yeah, or, or the Kiwanis Club of Scranton <clears throat> is what yeah. you do. So okay. we'll see what happens. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to this this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women and i'm also the host of a podcast called power of the purse available on itunes stitcher and google play lynn i have to tell you we were talking about this earlier yes if anybody out there is not watching grace and frankie watch Mm -hmm. it because it is so funny it's on Netflix, and as you and I were talking about, I said, "Do you watch?" You said you were. You haven't seen it in what two seasons or something? Yeah, yeah. but I'm I did watch it. Like yeah. binge watching it now. Oh, okay. And you know, they're half-hour segments, and there's 13 episodes in every season. Mm-hmm. So I'm now at I don't know. I'm in the. Am I finished with? I think I'm in the second at towards the end of the second season. Okay. Or maybe I'm the beginning of the third. I can't remember. But wherever I am, it is, I, it is, I am so, the other day I was so engrossed when I was watching it for, I watched three of them in a row, that when I turned it off, I literally forgot which day it was, where the hell I was. (laughs) I, in all, I was so into it yeah that i felt like i was living next door and mm-hmm. they were like my friends or my mm-hmm. name and that when i get like that whether it's a book or a show because i tend to do that kind of stuff i think oh my god i am so this is i love this thing it is phenomenal acting and you have martin sheen and sam watterson and lily tomlin and jane fonda and then sam Shepard and craig t nelson and uh, like they're all great actors unbelievable yeah and then yeah. all the young people in it that I don't know all of their names, but it's um, it's just a, it's just a great show. We've been watching uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the yeah. one that's on it's a uh, Amazon Prime, I think, on uh, yeah, it's movies, the video, and it's the same way. And and Pat will sit there with me and watch it. He sometimes he can't follow it that well, but. The, the characters will stay with him, and an hour or two after we've watched it, he'll say something to me about that character, and and he will ask, "Why was this one doing what?" It stays with him, is what I'm saying. And that's it's so powerful, right? That is the that thing. it's and you're so engrossed, and many times we'll watch two or three episodes in a row, uh-huh. so that he's all in it you know and he just thinks i know that place in brooklyn i know that place i said yeah 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 you do but you get so engrossed you lose all concept yeah, and that's what i think time. i mean i guess that's a good thing it is you, i guess that's what it's they want a form of entertainment and that's what you're doing and that yeah they and it's right the characters stay to the point where i mean i think i'm i live all next to the people and this is us and and a million little pieces <laughs> and the affair and divorce and the big little lies all of those are like my favorite shows that uh-huh. I've been watching and just po- like it just oh, it's I love it I love the feeling you get from it because yeah. it's there's nothing like it to me to feel that like taken by these people and then the difference is like I would never in a million years watch or have any interest in Game of Thrones or all those other things like zero no i never i would i have no that kind of stuff just doesn't no. do it for me but i but the point is while i'm watching these sh- this is to this is good from a health standpoint so my exercise bike is in my <laughs> room 
So I ride, you know, half hour to 45 minutes, yeah, okay? All right. So now what I've decided to do, because it works out, is I jump on, whether it's the morning or at night, on my bike while I'm watching these shows and they go by so quickly because a there's no commercial so it's straight yeah. through so you're ca- and i'm sitting there pedaling with my weights doing my thing and i'm thinking wow this goes by so quickly <laughs> as i'm watching these shows so it's now so now what i decided i was telling deb peterson today after i'm finished and the new before the new season i'm just gonna go back and watch them again <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> because i figured out now that now they've become sort of my um, it's part of your habit. Of but doing no, it. but yes. it, it helps me with my exercise because exactly. I want to do it because I know I'm, and there's no excuse not to get on it while you're watching the TV. Mm-hmm. So it worked out. Yeah. So that's that's all good. It's almost like, you know, you, years ago I used to listen to music to do those things. Now watching that, it's. Well, when I had a functioning great. treadmill, when I had one, I get it. Um, <clears throat> I would often just take an iPad and put it up on there and do the same thing. I would just continue to, to work on it um, while I was watching whatever. Yeah. And it's a half an hour or so, and I say, okay, boom, done. And this time what I did to clock it, because I don't have an uh, an Apple Watch, and I really, yes. or I don't have any of those Fitbits or any of those things, so I, I do want to get an Apple Watch. That's my next in my mind oh, okay. I want to get. but. I stuck my cell phone last night in my pocket so that I, because then it measures how many steps you take mm-hmm. if you have it on you. Mm-hmm. And so I was so happy because it was like, I don't know, 5,000 steps or something. And I thought um, for that, and I thought, oh, this is great because I never really, you never, I didn't pay attention to how much it was. So I was happy with that. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. So those nice are so plug for all these wonderful Yeah, shows. little things, all those things. But mm-hmm. the shows are, they're, they're great. So, and I'll tell you what I love about Frankie and Grace and Frankie, I mean, is that it gives you such a, such a different, these women are older, you know, Jane Fonda's 82 years old. What's her name's what? 79, Lily yeah. Tomlin. The other two guys are 78. And it, and what it, it reinforces for me, and even though I, I knew it, but I, you don't think about it, is that as you get older, it really doesn't matter because Jane Fonda said it in one of the shows, she said, I feel like I'm... I'm, I like I can't, I just can't admit to myself that I can't do this, but she said because I used to do this, and she said, and in my mind I still think I'm that 16 year old girl, and and that's the reality. Like as you age and you're okay mentally, the physical part of things, you're you can or may not be changed but mentally you still think you still remember those things you still feel like you can do it because in your mind you think it's so much different than the physical can take you right unless you are someone who does what you were doing where you're active physically and you continue to stretch those muscles you continue to keep well, like she healthy. does but yeah. she but she was just it, I'm, it, it, as a person in the show she was they both fell I don't know if you saw that part where they both were on the ground because they both hurt their back one was trying to help the other and they both pulled their back and and and, and what's her name said oh. Lily Tomlin said to Jane we've fallen and we can get up <laughs> like it, it's just perfect and she wears these she had a Ruth Bader Ginsburg t-shirt on the other day <laughs> I, well, actually, that was in an interview with Ellen. She had that okay. on. She did. She just is so cool. They're just so cool. Yeah. And they're like older women. And I just love that because it gives 
we younger women like wow mm-hmm. here they are all these years older and look at how they are and look and feel and act and i think it's great it gives it's empowering i think i agree i mean they often are used as the poster children in a lot of the aarp um anywhere and any of the articles and things about you know recreating yourself a second lifestyle whatever it is the encore age all that stuff they are often used as the example of how it is possible to continue to do something you love and and enjoy it and get paid for it and continue to do it so yeah it's it's really good. I, and I love the, the relationships in the living. Like we talk about, I know this is a show and I know it's not for real, but nonetheless, it's there. It, it makes you think of, as we talk about women getting older, sharing homes together that aren't in a relationship, they're just friends and they're, that mm-hmm. they, you know, kind of master that. They each are quirky, quirky in their own ways, but they work with it. Yep. And I think yeah. that that, it, and they say, what I love about it is the friendship they have. And they, they say, like, I couldn't have done this without you when you were here for me. And just that female one-on-one relationship has nothing to do with anything just other than being with each other, to being there for each other. I, I just think I find so much inspiration out of that whole show. I can't even tell Well, you. they're also two very different people, too. I mean, they have two Correct. very. And that's the part that I think is so cool about it. They found a way. The two of them, as yeah. diverse as they are, to be able to complement each other and live together. Yeah, that's because the I think what happens part. with the man and woman thing when you live together as a husband and yeah. wife, and you're both two. To, you know, you have Samsonite, and, and or he has Samsonite, and you have Louis Vuitton, and you're trying to merge these two. You know, ba- <laughs> your baggage, um, and total. I mean, that Literally is Meyer and I totally. Yeah, um, <laughs> is that there's love involved there, like yeah. like love love not love of a friend like you have with two women and i think that because of that love it it in it, it, it you it it blocks you in a little bit it's less you can't see as much as you can when you don't have that element that you're also dealing with on top of the you're clean and i'm not you're messy and i'm not that kind of stuff mm-hmm. it, it gets the other stuff gets in the way or you don't want to be hurtful these people kind of hurt each other but they can say i'm sorry and move on from it yeah Whereas with the husband and wife thing, I think it's, or a partnership of whatever, it's a little tougher, I think. That's what I think makes the difference. You may have a point there. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only guessing because look at the two that are married, their husbands who were together and they're married and all the stuff that goes on there versus those two. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got a love interest in that. That's, yeah. Yeah. And that's a little bit dicier. Right. Yeah. Because you don't have the risk of that with the friendship. Mm-hmm. It's sort of more acceptance, I think. I don't know. That's too bad we can't reverse that. I know. <laughs> I know, but I don't think we will. Yeah, but it's less just divorces. those Yeah, but those things are <clears throat> Yeah, it's a pretty cool show. And I, and it's whatever the other thing is I love when people talk about TV and how they loved people say i remember years ago i said god i never watch tv i don't i don't do it i'm just now like i love every minute of being able to watch i love tv well i i love what you talked about the fact that there are now original shows that aren't just stupid sitcoms it's the stupid sitcoms. I like that stupid drive sitcoms, too, oh, I can't stand them. With I the laugh them. tracks and all. I said, oh, come on. Now, well, I don't think they all have laugh tracks, well, do they? 
I mean, well, clearly well, the office on. did not. Well, but wait a minute. But you don't like Will funny. and Grace? No, I can't stand <gasps> Will and Grace. Oh, my God. Can't stand That's it. That's one of my favorites. Do you like it, Nicole? <laughs> I'm staying out of this. Okay. I'm enjoying watching the two of you, like... <laughs> No, I love what that's my that is and Murphy Brown. You didn't like the new when she I don't know if that's coming well, back I either. Is it? I did. I, but that was a little bit different because I don't think it was as the dialogue was as stupid. Oh, see, I love that's what I love about. I think um, Debbie Deborah Messing is like Lucille Ball of our generation. Well, she could be. She kind of reminds but me of it's that. It's just those two guys drive me crazy because they're just. Cool, Will and Jack? Yes, they're because they're favorites. so contrived. Oh, I know. I, I like the guy who's, I like, which one is the one? Jack is the one that Jack has who, the Jack, lighter he, hair. No, Will lives with Grace. Okay. Jack so lives the across one. the alley. All right, so it's the, Jack. He's now, hysterical. I've, I've seen him um, on, on Broadway, Broadway, yeah, and he's done that one-man show, yeah. which is hysterical. He's excellent, excellent, excellent. I mean, I, I like him. him as an actor. I think he's terrific. Oh, I love them. But I, I love just the whole don't show. Like I love everything about it. Now you love This Is Us. Yeah, but This Is Us is not a sitcom. That's a, a drama series, and exactly. I love that. Yes, I do. I love all those. I love 30-something and yeah, um, Parenthood and all. Th oh, I love them. Anyway, here we go. So we're going to take a quick break. <sighs> we will be right back with Dr. Nicole DeNova from VREC. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, you're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial planning needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And with us today is our guest expert, Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is the head honcho, or grand fromage, as I love to call her, of the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. And she's got some good stuff to talk to us about today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so talk about cask for a cause sure That's so i'll cool. mention that and then we'll go on to talk about some relevant topics for veterinary medicine but um i think i've mentioned the last two times and everybody excuse me i have a bit of a cold so i'm going to sound a little off but uh on april 26th which is a friday from 5 p.m till 8 p.m um vrec in conjunction with cooper seafood is having an event this is our third annual and it's called cask for a cause uh and it is essentially where uh Cooper's makes a special limited edition keg of, um, you know, beer. And the sale from that cask of beer, the proceeds go to the Angel Fund, which is a fund that helps um, pets and parents who are just in financial constraint at the time. Uh, we use those funds to help these patients be treated. Um, and so it's a wonderful event tons and tons and tons of baskets incredible donations from lots of different corporations as well as just 
people directly. Uh, there's going to be a 50-50 raffle and all kinds of fun stuff. It's just a great event. It's a nice family night out, plus lots of fun stuff, and it's for a great cause. And what time? Uh, 5 to 8 p.m. Okay. If you want to volunteer, you want to just come and, you know, participate, there's information on the website, vrecpa.com. Uh, lots of, there's also, you can go on our website and go to the Angel Fund page and see some of the recipients, and it's just, it's all together a good feel sort of thing. So excited about that. And which is this the, th how many times? This is the third yeah, annual. That's what I thought. Yeah. And yeah. it started because somebody at Cooper's, um, her cat was a recipient mm -hmm. and she went back to work and was telling everybody. And then one of the owners reached out and said, hey, we want to do something. So that's, and Yay. it's been a great fun event ever since. So Yay. Yeah, absolutely. The date again, Nicole? It's uh, Friday, April 26th, 26th. Okay. from 5 to 8 p.m. Great. Yeah, huge. Every year, I mean, obviously this is only the third year, but each year it's just gotten bigger and bigger, and it's more and more fun. Really and love we it. We should stop over yep. Friday yeah. because um, the two days prior we have stuff, but I don't have anything on that day, so that would be good. 26th, Friday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. For sure. Uh, and then I was just thinking... Um, and ironically, I have a cold, not allergies, but it'll tie into that. Uh, just talking about some of the seasonality things. Um, and in discussion, it was suggested, you know, what's the story with animals and allergies? Now, obviously, I'm a surgeon, so I don't do as much work with allergies. But um, we do have dermatologists in veterinary medicine. I want to say that first and foremost. So if you ever have any questions, one of the best things you can do is just go see a, a dermatologist, talk to your vet first, and they will often make a referral for a dermatologist. And the reason I say dermatology is that humans manifest allergies in our respiratory tracts, so in our lungs, our noses. Animals um, manifest allergies in their skin. So if your dog has a runny nose, it is not allergies. If your dog, you know, is sneezing, it is not allergies. Uh, allergies will be red skin, itchy skin, flaky skin, itchy ears, um, you know, smelly skin, greasy skin, all of those types of things. That's why we talk about dermatology. The two most common allergies are... Um, you know, what we'll sort of term as atopic allergies, so contact dermatitis, something in the environment, um, carpet cleaners, new carpeting, um, there's something blooming out in the yard. And so those tend to be environmental and they tend to be seasonal. So parents, you know, when I talk to parents, I might say, is the itching worse in spring or summer? Is it worse in the winter? W when do you see it? Uh, is there like an on and off to it? Those typically, if there is, that's typically something that's called atopic or, um, you know, environmental. Unfortunately, just like in humans, animals can have food allergies. Those typically are year-round. So when you talk to parents and you say, when is it better or worse, they say, oh, it's always. He's always itching, scratching his ears like a maniac. Sometimes it's a little bit better, sometimes it's worse, but it's always there. Uh, food allergies can be tough. There are um, a lot of primary care veterinarians can do great screenings and then start to treat for. Um, there are some blood tests that can be run. They're very, they're very, um, they can be sensitive to say, yes, there's something that your animal is allergic to, but they're not specific. And so unfortunately, it's not a test that you really can base it off of. So if a blood test says, you know, and I've had parents say, my dog came up positive for eggs on the blood test, it doesn't actually mean anything. 
okay, or he's allergic to chicken on the blood test. It's not, it's not necessarily accurate. The best way to diagnose uh, food allergies is to go through a food trial, working with a dermatologist or your vet. Uh, there are these things called novel proteins. Chicken is a novel protein. Lamb is a novel protein. When an animal is introduced to a protein, if their body is going to mount a response to that, once the body, the immune system has mounted a response to that, your immune system has always seen it. So if a dog is, is not allergic to chicken and something comes in, and as an innocent bystander, chickens kind of, the immune system says, let's say I'm going to attack something. Oh, and this chicken too. Your dog is now allergic to chicken. And so then you have to take that chicken out of the diet and you feel it feed a novel protein, like let's say lamb. So back in the 80s, lamb and rice became really popular mm -hmm. in diets. The problem is then somebody goes, well, Joe's feeding his dog lamb and rice and he's got a nice silky coat and he's not itchy anymore. I'm gonna feed my dog lamb and rice. It's no longer going to become a novel protein because what happens is then, let's say somebody comes over and says, hey, you want a Frito-Lay potato chip? You feed a potato chip, you just threw off the diet. So it can then make the lamb seem no longer like an innocent, or it is an innocent bystander. Your immune system mounts a response to it. Out goes lamb and rice from the, the system of what you can eat. So the way that dermatologists do this, it's complicated and it's a royal pain in the tushy for a little bit, but you literally have to um, do a very specific diet. You'll, you'll put them on a specific diet for about eight weeks and you must not introduce anything else during that period of time. If that clears it, they do like skin testing and everything else. So it's very similar to what we go through as, as humans, but those allergies are uh, lifelong, unfortunately, for patients that have food allergies. And then as a sidebar, anybody that's listening, and we don't have quite enough time today, but you know, all the stuff about diets, um, they're, there's a lot of information out there about natural, grain-free, uh, certain meat byproducts. Uh, just try and keep in mind that if there's a lot of money spent by a, a company in advertising, they can, they can spread a lot of information that not, is not necessarily accurate as opposed to, say, research and development. So just be cautious about what information you're taking in. This thing about byproducts, all dog foods have byproducts. I don't care what you're feeding. Um, and it's, it's a little semantic about definition. You know, natural just means that they haven't put in an additive. Um, Grain-free. There's a certain rule about how you do the ingredients. All dog foods have grain in them. I don't care what you're <laughs> feeding them. So, and there's no evidence that grain-free is beneficial. Uh, and some people, you know, there's some really strong feelings because we want to treat our dogs like our kids. They are our kids and we want to do right by them. We want to make sure that they're happy and healthy. But sometimes we go way off on some tangents. So if, if you've got an itchy dog, itchy ears, recurrent ear infections, number one cause, underlying allergies. Uh, talk to your vet about figuring it out. Is it something environmental or is it something with the food? And if you're struggling to go through that and make them feel better, definitely set something up with a dermatologist. Didn't you also say one time, um, and I'm thinking back to the time that, that's three years ago, I guess it was, when I picked up Calvin and Hobbs from uh -huh. the hospital, that Hobbs had um, the runny nose and the runny eyes and um, I believe at that time he was diagnosed as having some kind of a, an innate virus that would flare up 
yes. every now and then over the course of his life. And so I haven't seen that much. I mean, I think there was a day or two when I saw that, but it went away. Um, but recently he's had something where he started scratching at the base of his ear, on the ear itself, on the, the flap that goes over his eardrum, uh -huh. and to the point where he was just bleeding. And I couldn't figure out what that was all about because that, it wasn't the virus thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I got some stuff. I was told to go to the drugstore and get human medicine, you know, uh, for something that's essentially the same thing as as fu it's fungus information er, fungus medicine <laughs> for jock itch you know it's the same thing so yeah. did he have ringworm no he did not hmm. and so i started using that but of course then he figured out he hated it so he figured out that if he went over to the rug and brushed his ear uh, up along the road. He wouldn't bleed because he wouldn't be using his paws. But he also got rid of that stuff that he didn't like. So anyway, there was another thing, and it's contact dermatitis kind of thing where it was put on and rubbed in, and he was much better, and it, it stopped within, I don't know, three days, four mm -hmm. days. It was all cleaned up. But it's just that my question is, how do you know the difference between that kind of virus that he had as a kitten? Right. And something that is contact dermatitis. I mean, I so in in cats, it's a little bit unusual that uh, cats manifest allergies like dogs. Dogs, food and atopic allergies, very, very, very common. Cats, not as common. So if it's something like the respiratory virus, runny eyes, clogged up nostrils, they just they sound like me. I would be a cat right now with you know that kind of a virus. Um, that's a different story. It's not allergies. If a cat okay. does get allergies, the most typical, unfortunately, um, excuse me, allergy that cats get would be flea dermatitis. Uh, you don't necessarily see the fleas. You may not even see flea dirt, which is a nice way of saying flea poop. Mm -hmm. um, but cats can barber themselves. They will uh, scratch themselves bald. They will pull fur out of certain areas, especially like over the tail base. Um, if cats start doing that, you may never see a flea, but it may be that they're having an allergy to the fleas or to a skin parasite or something mm -hmm. like that. Bottom line, just take them and have somebody look at them, make the appropriate diagnosis, and then there's some wonderful treatments. You know, in the last 20, 25 years, like all things in medicine, there are some flea treatments now. The the years of bombing houses and using these mm -hmm. disgusting pesticides and all this toxic this chemicals. Yep. We can now use medications that you can take orally. They are inert to the animal, but they kill off the fleas. You just need to make sure that you do it in a in a manner that you're killing off the adults and then treat again in about two to three weeks so that any eggs that are about to hatch also get treated and believe it or not you'll eradicate all the fleas that are in your household as well because anything that's coming out of the woodwork or the carpeting is going to get treated by feeding and the chemicals in your your pets and then it's taken care of so we don't need the uh the collars or the injections anymore the flea collars what injections that what they used to put something not it wasn't oh, an you, not an injection just the topicals yeah. yeah so those help with them on a on a like if you have the topical um and i still use those so that if something jumps onto the animal that will take care of it because it spreads through the fur coat mm -hmm. um personally i'm not a huge fan of collars but Sorestro has just come out with a new collar and so a lot of people do like to use those and those are also targeting some tick um 
yeah. basically a tick treatment as well. Um, but when you have a flea infestation, the problem with fleas is you have a cabin out in the tundra. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been there in 10 years. The yeah. second you light a fire, all those fleas that are dormant in the woodwork come back to life. And so you have to treat what's in the house. Um, if you don't do that, you just you could treat all you want, and the fleas are still going to be attacking your animals. So. Nicole, how can people who are listening and need your help uh, get in touch with you? Just don't call me about dermatitis (laughs) because I'm a surgeon. But anyway, uh, the hospital's phone number is 570-587-7777. And then our website is vrecpa.com. And Facebook and Instagram are also under vrecpa. Very good. Thank you very much. Okay, everybody, have, have a good weekend. Thank you for listening. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. WYLKFM HD One of Oga. WYLKAM Wilkesbury. WBZUAM Scranton. WKZNAM West Hazleton. WYLK, a radio.com station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.